We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash lawless. Just go to Indeed.com slash lawless right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed com slash lawless. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Hello, sunshine. I'm Alexi Lalas, and this is the State of the Union podcast presented by State Farm, the State of the Union, where we look at the beautiful game on and off the field, the lens of red, white, and blue colored glasses. First, though, joining me as always, my friend, my colleague, my guiding light, a soccer savant and a Fox soccer researcher and writer extraordinaire, Mossy, how are you doing on this Saturday, the 19th of November, as we get ready to kick off the World Cup here in Doha, Qatar? How you doing, my man? I am doing great. This is incredibly exciting to be a part of my fourth World Cup with Fox. I love it. Um, Love our location, right in the center of the action, so really looking forward to this. I'm not even going to ask you if you're watching anything, because I know you are down and dirty and deep in research, getting ready for the World Cup to start off, but I'll ask you anyway. you watch anything? No, uh, but uh, when I left here, there were still two episodes to go of Andor this season, and I am going to try to find a way to watch those during a day off or something. You should. <laughs> you should. I mean, finding moments for yourself Getting away from all of this craziness is very, very important. You know, our, our fearless leader, David Neal, constantly tells us that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And you got to be careful to pace yourself in everything that you do, whether it's those of us in front of the camera or those of us behind the camera. you got to make sure you find those moments. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that you will. So if it's Endor or anything else, that's great. The other thing, uh, then, when it comes to a World Cup is – we have a wonderful digital team. So I'm over in one of our uh, one of our buildings that we have over here as part of our set. Again, we are, if you are just listening, we are coming to you from our Fox set here, which is right on the Corniche, right on the water. We got people all over the place. It is just a party as far as the eye can see. But I was I was meeting with some folks uh, over there, getting my phone fixed, uh, the IT guys, and all of a sudden I got a tap on the shoulder. It was the folks from our, uh, our digital team saying, "Hey, we need your picks. We need your bracket." So. I went and did my bracket. Now, my philosophy, Mossy, is I could certainly give a bracket that says all the usual suspects, that says what everybody else does. But one thing that I have found is that World Cups give us surprises. And I think 
that this World Cup here in Doha, Qatar, is going to give us surprises the likes of which that we have never seen. We know it's happening at a time that we've never had it. We know it's happening at a place that has never had it in terms of uh, the Middle East and here in, uh, in Doha. I think that it's going to throw up some really, really interesting and surprising results, and that ultimately, my friend, is reflected in this, in this bracket. There are, going to people, uh, there are going to be people out there that agree with me. There are going to be a lot of people out there that disagree with me. you got all the platforms out there to scream and yell and call me the names, and you've already started to do it here because immediately Fox put this thing out on all the social media platforms here. But we're going to go through my picks. Now, my friend David Mossy over here, I'm telling you, folks, he is going to do a bracket, all right? He has not done it yet, so he's going to be re reacting off of my picks, which might be even more fun and funnier, ultimately. But he is going to do a bracket if it's the last thing that I do. I'll do one at the end of the tournament. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great. I used to do, uh, you know, I used to get asked, uh, you know, who, who do you think is going to do well here? Do, and I would just kind of, you know, uh, blanket everything and just pick, a, on this show I would pick this, on this show, show I would pick this, and then ultimately I would be right at some point. We're not going to do that here. All right, Mossy, you ready for this? Let's do it. All right, here are my World Cup picks. We are starting out in Group A. As we have mentioned before, Group A with the host Qatar, you got uh, Senegal, you got Ecuador, and you got the Netherlands. I don't think I'm going out on a limb here when I say the Netherlands are going to finish first. Where it gets interesting is who finishes second. Now, as we have heard, unfortunately, Sadeo Mane is not going to be playing in this World Cup. It is a huge injury loss for Senegal, and I think it completely... Well, not completely, but for a lot of people, decides ultimately who that second place team is going to be. I always had Ecuador over Senegal, but there's a lot of people that picked Senegal that are looking and saying, no, I'm going to have to pick Ecuador because of the loss of Sadio Mane. I have Netherlands finishing first. I have Ecuador finishing second. Did you give any consideration to Qatar, or do you think this is a South Africa 2010 situation? Uh, I am worried about Qatar. Now, I do believe that the power and the energy and the spirit of being a host nation can lift you. I mean, I remember back, even back in 2010, being in South Africa and seeing Shabalala hit that shot. And I am just hoping for individual moments like that, that this country and this culture can live on. Look, if they literally punch above their weight here uh, when it comes to incredible incredible lack of experience when it comes to uh, Qatar. Well done. I just don't see it happening in this particular group where everybody is so evenly matched and then you have, I think, Netherlands as the cream of the crop, uh, the cream of the crop here. Uh, so I didn't give them a second thought about coming out of this group. But we've seen it before. I mean, we've seen Russia and different, uh, different teams do some incredible things, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, do you have any difference of opinion when it comes to this? No, I buy it. I okay. had Netherlands, Senegal, but the Sadio Mane injury is giving me pause, and I might switch to Ecuador, too. All right. Now, Group B, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it right now, okay? And I know this is where people start going, hold on, what are you drinking? What are you smoking? What's going on? I got the United States winning the group, my friend. Now, this isn't lacking precedent. We have seen this in the past. The U.S. has won a group, and by the way, has won a group that features the United States. I got the U.S. finishing first, and I got our friends England finishing second. I would invert that. I would go England 1, USA 2. Because you hate America. But that's okay. Whatever. I mean, you do you. All right. Group C. I got Argentina coming out first with Messi. And then what is going to be a really interesting tournament in terms of my bracket, I got our friends El Tri, Mexico, finishing second over Poland and Saudi Arabia. I certainly agree with Argentina. 
It's interesting with Mexico, we talk about their seven straight round of 16 eliminations in a negative light because of their inability to reach that fifth game. But there's something to be said for always getting out of your group. Yep. Brazil and Mexico are the only two countries that have reached the knockout stage of the last seven World Cups. So Mexico, they have demonstrated a knack for doing this, which is why I lean them instead of Poland, even though I think on paper Poland might be the slightly better team. But you're going to go with Mexico. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, group D, I got France finishing first, and then everybody's dark horse, so it can't really be a dark horse, but I guess people are picking it as a dark horse. I got Denmark finishing second. Now, I know, I'm sure there's some people that have that flipped right there. I don't know if Australia is going to win a game here at the World Cup. Tunisia may get a point uh, going forward, but I think it's far and away France and Denmark. It's just a matter of if you want France to finish first or second. And the order is crucial there because this group is crisscrossed with the Argentina group. So if we assume Argentina wins, that their group, whoever finishes second between France and Denmark, will face Argentina in the round of 16. I'm going to invert it. It might be wishful thinking on my part because I want that France-Argentina <laughs> round of 16 clash. So I'll go Denmark 1-France 2. All right. Uh, group E, we have uh, Germany, Spain, Costa Rica, and Japan. The Germans, my friend, I think that they are back. And they are going to be back with a flourish. They are going to top their group over Spain. As we mentioned, Spain is a good Spain team. I don't think that they are an elite Spain team yet. So I got Germany finishing first in Group E and Spain finishing second in Group E. I buy it. Spain is a seeded team, but I think Germany is the class of this group. All right. Moving on to Group F, which features Belgium, Canada, Croatia, and Morocco. I got Belgium finishing first without a problem with a Coke and a, uh, and a coffee. I don't have my friends from the Great White North Canada going through. I know that's going to disappoint them, maybe even motivate them. Who knows? You can send me the check uh, for uh, being a motivator here. And I do have Croatia, even though I, I think it was an aberration and a wonderful magic moment that previous World Cup. I don't think that it was as much of a lightning in the bottle type of situation where they can't completely... All right, well, they can't at all recapture some of it, so I do have them finishing second. Yeah, Belgium and Croatia are certainly the two best teams in this group, but if I had to pick a Cinderella, I might go Canada over Croatia. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people. I mean, I, I, as I've said before, I talk to a lot of people that aren't involved in CONCACAF who immediately go to Canada as that is a team that I can back. That is a team, and that's a tr I mean, look, that is a true, true underdog type of situ uh, situation. Don't give me this Denmark, all right? You want to you pick an underdog? Go ahead and pick Canada. Uh, we had a Fox uh, dinner a couple nights ago, the whole crew that's down here, and I actually sat next to Doug McIntyre. Yep. And we had a lengthy conversation in which he tried to justify his Germany dark horse pick. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, Doug. You're better than that, Doug. Um, I will say he made a decent case, All but right. nevertheless. Uh, I love Doug. What, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful uh, right off for right We should have him on at some point yeah, during this tournament. Absolutely we will. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to, um, oh, here we go. Here gives you an opportunity to talk about your Brazil again. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. I got Brazil finishing first, going out on a limb, and then I have what is my dark horse and the, the team that I am picking to go very, very far, and you will see here uh, coming up. Serbia finishing second. I agree. Brazil won Serbia too. This gives me a chance to give you my favorite underrated Brazil stat when we talk about their World Cup pedigree. Uh, Brazil has topped their group in each of the last 10 World Cups going back to 1982. Not advanced, topped their group. So I think that goes to 11 straight at this World Cup. I don't give Cameroon much of a chance of advancing. Brazil beat Cameroon 4-1 in the group stage of the 2014 World Cup. I attended that match 
And you want to know how bad that Cameroon team was? Fred scored against them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's go to the final group, Group H, Uruguay, Ghana, South Korea, and Portugal. I do have Cristiano and company figuring it out and finding a way out of the group, so much so that they actually finish first. And then this is where it gets interesting. I know a lot of people love uh, Uruguay, but I actually have South Korea pipping Uruguay and finishing second in this group. Son, as the Phantom of the Opera, comes good at the World Cup and becomes an even bigger star than he already is, both for South, uh, for South Korea and the world. I go Portugal one, Uruguay two. Really? Okay, fine. Um, all right, listen. Let's take a uh, quick break, and when we come back, oh, yeah, it is time. I'm going to give you my picks for the knockout rounds because we have all these teams. We're going to put them into the machine here, and they're going to spit out actually who is playing who. Don't go anywhere. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, welcome back. Oh, we are into the round of 16. Win or go home. There is no tomorrow. If you don't play well. All right, here we go. So these are according to my picks again, Aussie. So you're just going to have to react to my picks. And, and I had some crazy picks, so some interesting matchups are going to happen here. I have the Netherlands in the round of 16 against England. A classic, traditional type of uh, matchup when it comes to the Dutch and the English. And I have the Netherlands beating England. England, I'm sorry, is not coming home. And not only that, you're going out against Larange. This would be a great game if this matchup actually happens. The Netherlands beat England in the semifinals of the First Nations League back in 2019. And I'm with you. I think they would beat him again here. Okay. Uh, then, second group happening December 3rd, this would happen, would be Argentina versus Denmark. Everybody's favorite. Everybody's de uh, dark horse. However, coming up against everybody's real favorite when it comes to Messi and Argentina. The sentimental favorite, if you will, of this World Cup. And I have Argentina finding a way to dispatch Denmark. Not easily, but they find a way and they get through. I'm hoping this is Argentina-France, but if it's Argentina-Denmark, tough game for Argentina, but I would give them a slight edge. I think they move on. All right. Now, with the United States in my bracket winning the group, it actually pits them against Ecuador, a team that, like them, are very, very young. Uh, a team that, like them, maybe are built for the future in 2026. We might see the best of them. But also a team that the U.S. has faced often uh, and many times, including back in the, uh, in the uh, Copa America Centenario and these types of uh, situations. So this is an opportunity for the U.S. to face a round of 16 opponent that some would argue they are better than. And absolutely, I have the U.S. beating uh, Ecuador when it comes to the World Cup in the round of 16. I don't think this matchup will happen, but if it does, I will say it would be a very winnable game for the U.S. Winnable game for the U.S. All right. Then I have France versus our friends, Mexico. And this is where I have the reigning World Cup champions, France, going out. Not only do they go out, they go out against Mexico. And I know there's a lot of Mexican fans. And believe me, the Mexican fans travel well. I've already seen a couple of them here at our set here in, uh, in Doha. They're not really psyched about their Mexico team. I have never seen a Mexico fan base more down on El Tree than at this moment. Well, don't worry. They're going to be up. 
And they're going to be up when this team goes through, like I said, in the group stage. And they are really going to be up when they end up beating the defending champions, France, in the round of 16. Um, if France were to win their group, it would tell me that they have a harmonious squad, that Mbappe and Benzema are clicking. So I would then have a hard time seeing them losing to Mexico in the round of 16. Hey, listen, don't put it past France to be harmonious one day and a complete you-know-what show the next day. As a matter of fact, I'm rooting for it. I love when, we, when I get some France drama. All right, here we go. Germany will be playing against Croatia. Germans are back. They take care of Croatia. Actually, I, don't, I think they, it's not even a problem. Not only do they beat them, I think they beat them big. Croatia famously beat Germany 3-0 in the 98 quarters when they had that great run to the semis with Davor Sukar. For some reason, that's the game that comes to mind when I saw you put that matchup down. Uh, but I agree with you. This time around, if those two played, I would go with Germany. All right. Well, if you agree with me there, you're certainly going to agree on this next game. Brazil against South Korea. I don't even think it's going to be a game. I think Brazil easily handles a South Korea. South Korea, you had a good little run there uh, to get out of the group, but you're going home. I would love this matchup in the round of 16. <laughs> uh, these two recently played in a friendly. It was 5-1 Brazil. So, yeah, I certainly think Brazil would take it here as well. All right, a really interesting matchup as far as I'm concerned. Belgium, that golden generation against what may be the next golden generation of Spain. I think ultimately the old golden generation of Belgium finds a way to get past this not yet ready for primetime Spain. I would lean Spain in this matchup. You would? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay, all right. And then the final matchup in the round of 16, I got Portugal versus Serbia. Well, I've already told you that my dark horse is Serbia. So this is where not only Serbia win, but they kick out Cristiano Ronaldo, who goes screaming and yelling to anybody that'll listen, out of the World Cup. Now, where he goes from the World Cup from Doha, I have absolutely no idea, given the situation back at Manchester. But he and Portugal out of the World Cup on the, uh, on the loss to Serbia. Portugal and Serbia were in the same qualification group, and Serbia finished in first place, winning away to Portugal on the last match day to top them. So if they were to also knock him out of the World Cup, that would be a lot of misery that Serbia would be inflicting on Portugal in a short period of they time. They got him. They, they got their number. All right, let's go to the quarterfinals, Mossy. All right, after I put it into the calculator, it spits out that the Netherlands will be playing against Argentina. Another classic matchup. Ultimately, uh, this, for me... <sighs> This is difficult, but there's going to be some tears, Mossy. There's going to be t some tears on the field and off the field. I got the Netherlands. I got the Netherlands beating Argentina in the quarterfinals. Uh, in 1998, these two met in the quarterfinals. The Netherlands won 2-1. Dennis Bergkamp scored one of the great goals in World Cup history. If you have a couple of minutes, go on YouTube, watch it. It's unforgettable. Um, more recently, Argentina beat the Netherlands on penalties in the 2014 semis. And then the most famous encounter between these two countries, the 1978 final in Buenos Aires, Argentina 3-1 win in extra time. Mario Kempes, the hero, their first World Cup title, uh, second straight final defeat for the Netherlands. Um, this would be a phenomenal game, but I do think this time around Argentina would get them. They would advance. Really? Okay. Yeah. Now listen, folks, I'm about to tell you this matchup that, uh, that my picks have created. I did not orchestrate this. All right? I just made my picks, let the chips fall where they may. On December 10th, if my bracket were to come to fruition, Mossy, guess what we got? USA versus Mexico. Oh, in the World Cup, an opportunity for Mexico to erase the constant dos acero that we hold over to them 
from back in 2002 when, this, when these two met. To face our rival in, by the way, the quarterfinals of the World Cup. So Tata Martino, in essence, not only has gotten them to the, uh, to the, the Quinto Partido, but also gets to face the United States and vanquish all of those ills and evils and the haunting of 2002. Wow, what an opportunity. But guess what? He doesn't get it done. The United States beating Mexico in the quarterfinals of the World Cup to go to the semifinals. I mean, the way this rivalry's gone recently, you'd have to go with the U.S., beat him in the Nations League final, beat him in the Gold Cup final, took four out of six points from Mexico in the octagonal. Even at club level, MLS teams recently have been taking it to League MX. So, absolutely, you put these two teams against each other, and right now I'm picking USA all the way. All right, December 9th would be Germany versus Brazil, and this is where the German train runs out of juice. Your friends Brazil, they find a way to beat Germany. Not easy, maybe a one-goal game, but Germany comes out on top. Uh, excuse me, Brazil comes out on top. Uh, two World Cup meetings between these two. Brazil won the 2002 final. Germany won the 2014 semis, and I like to leave it at that. I don't think the exact score lines of those games are <laughs> all that important to bring up. Um, if they were to play here, man, that'd be scary for me, but uh, obviously I'd wish for Brazil. Well, you don't believe any of this is happening anyway, so yes. don't, uh, don't you worry. And then the final uh, quarterfinal would be Belgium versus Serbia. I've already told you I love my Serbians. They are going through against Belgium, that golden generation. Goodbye. Go home, create a new generation, Serbia, on to the semifinals. All right, should we go to the semifinals, Mossy? Yep. USA versus Serbia. And this is where, you know, my, my, the Serbia part of my heart that has picked them as these uh, dark horses, they find a way to send the United States out in the semifinals of the World Cup. An incredible run, a historic run, but it is cut short, and they can't get to the final against Serbia. Sure. We've, we've so deviated <laughs> from anything I would possibly have here so that I don't even know what to say about this game. All right. Wonderful. I, I, I have made Mossy completely speechless. He has nothing to say. I'll bet you got something to say about a potential Brazil-Netherlands matchup. I got your Brazil going through against the Netherlands. Uh, 1998. These two met in the semis. Brazil advanced on penalties after a 1-1 draw. One of Ronaldo's great uh, performances at the Velodrome in Marseille. I remember it like it was yesterday. Netherlands also beat Brazil in what was effectively a semifinal, different format back then in the 1974 World Cup. So there's some history there. Uh, would be a great matchup, and, yeah, I, I would lean Brazil. All right, well, and then in the final, I got Brazil versus Serbia. Uh, just a bridge too far for my Serbians, but they go out with their heads held high, having shocked the world and lived up to my bracket. Brazil, your ultimate champions. Now, Mossy, once again, I keep asking you because I'm giving you the opportunity to change. Who do you got winning the World Cup? You know, I still have Argentina. Okay, I just want to make sure. just want to make sure. I mean, um, if you came up against Serbia in the final... I would be very confident. Keep in mind, the last two World Cups Brazil won, uh, they've faced a team in the knockout stage that was also in their group. 94, it was Sweden. 1-1 draw at the Silverdome. And then they played again in the semis. 1-0 Brazil. Romario with a goal at the, at the Rose Bowl. And then 2002, Brazil opened uh, the group stage against Turkey. 2-1, Rivaldo with a late penalty. Also, the game where Rivaldo had that embarrassing embellishment where he got kicked in the leg and oh went down home his he was, face. He was taken down. And then the, the uh, two teams met again in the semis. 1-0 Brazil, Ronaldo with the goal. Also happened way back in 1962, Brazil and Czechoslovakia met in the group stage 0-0, and then they played again in the final, 3-1 Brazil. So there would be some symmetry here if two teams that were in the same group would then meet again in the final. All right. 
Well, we've gone through that. We've got some other awards that we kind of want to pick. So we're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah, we're going to do Golden Boot, Golden Glove, and the assist man when it comes to the World Cup. So don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, welcome back. we got a, a few more predictions here, Mossy. Uh, goals are very, very important in this game, so we're going to pick the Golden Boot winner, uh, which is given to the player that scores the most goals throughout the tournament, the Golden Glove winner, which is given to the best goalkeeper, and then we're going to do the most assists in the tournament, and we're going to call it the Assist of the Week, and it is presented by State Farm. It's a segment that we're going to run through the tournament because you know sometimes you know, the goal scorers get all of the attention, but we know that assists are important. All right, Masi, first off, we're going to start with goals because they are the most important. When it comes to the golden boot, you got to be strategic about this pick. you got to have somebody that is going to go deep in the, the tournament that is going to play as many games as possible. You also have to have someone that's playing on a team that creates a tremendous amount of opportunities. And I think you got to have somebody that's going to be playing against some, uh, some teams that are going to give him multiple opportunities. I put that all into my computer, and I come out with Argentina's Lotaro Martinez up top. I think that he is going to be fed time and time again with all of that talent that Argentina has. I mean, hell, they play against Saudi Arabia in the first game. They're going to have all the possession. I think they're just going to be coming in waves. I think there's a possibility, even in that first game, of him getting multiple goals. I'm with you. Lautaro Martinez is my pick as well. And if you go to the Fox Bet site, he's way down there in the odds. So he, he, you could actually that make some, some money. money. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, so I have Argentina winning the World Cup, and, and I think Lautaro will bang in a lot of goals along the way. So he's my pick. All right, he's your pick. Let's go to the uh, Golden Glove, which is given to the best goalkeeper. Now, there's a couple ways you go about it in terms of the strategy of this. You could pick a goalkeeper that you know is going to face a tremendous amount of shots and therefore has the best opportunity to shine or you can go for a team that is going to go deep into the tournament and therefore the success oftentimes is predicated on you being good defensively maybe you got some clean sheets and you are going to be given the credit whether you save the ball or not i am going to go with the latter in that i am going to go with this brazilian team that we talked about in terms of their defense and i'm going to go with alisson i think that this guy if, if, if he was in a situation where he was facing a lot of shots, he would be wonderful. But also, in a situation where he's only having to save that one big shot that keeps the team in the game, he can certainly do that. I think ultimately, not only is Brazil my pick to win the World Cup, but behind Alisson and this defense that we talked about that oftentimes isn't given enough credit, I got him winning the Golden Glove. Alisson's a good choice. I think he's the second best goalkeeper in the world right now behind Thibaut Courtois. Uh, but uh, I'm staying with the Argentina theme. I would go with Emiliano Martinez for the Golden Glove. All right, uh, let's do the most assists now in the tournament, and uh, we're going to call it the Assist of the Week, presented by State Farm, a segment that we are going to run through the tournament, so we'll be focusing in on the assists. But ultimately, when it comes down to who we think are going to get the most assists, 
Again, strategically, you're probably looking at a team that possesses a lot of the ball. You're looking at a team that obviously scores goals. You're also looking at a team that you think is going to make a run in the tournament. I put all that together. I got Antoine Griezmann sitting in that pocket behind Benzema and Mbappe, just kind of dishing the rock to them, letting them, uh, letting them uh, put it in, making them feel good. They know where their bread is buttered, and oftentimes it's buttered for Mr. Griezmann. I'm going to go with Neymar. Um, Ooh, the, the same way that we've talked about Messi becoming more of a provider, there's a similar dynamic with Neymar. I think he's much more comfortable around laying on passes for guys like Vinicius and Rafinha. And so I think you'll see Brazil go far and Neymar rack up a lot of assists in this tournament. So I'll go with him. All right. So there you have it. Those are our predictions for Golden Boot. Those are our predictions for Golden Glove. And as we mentioned, the assist of the week, our prediction for who is going to have the most assists ultimately by the end of the tournament. What are yours? Let us know who you got uh, there. All right. We're coming to the end of the show. Uh, so we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, I will give you my one for the road. Don't go anywhere. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, welcome back. It is the end of our show, and at the end of each and every show, I give you my one for the road. Mossy, we are sitting here in this incredible setting, and I get to sit next to my friend here, uh, David Mossy, and we get to talk about soccer. Not too far over, I guess my right shoulder over there, across the bay, the United States men's national team is settling in on the night before the World Cup begins. What must they be thinking? Listen, I, I am able to be in this chair today talking to you because of the World Cup. It changed my life forever. I lived the power of what a World Cup can do to an individual. When those young men are over there putting their head down on their pillow and they start to think about what is in front of them, it must be incredible, the thoughts going through their head. This generation will have grown up watching the Clint Dempseys and the Landon Donovans. They will have sat there in front of that television looking and dreaming and aspiring to be one day on that field that is the World Cup. And my friends, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how famous you are. It doesn't matter how many trophies you have won with your club. It doesn't matter who your girlfriend is, who your boyfriend is, what magazine covers you are on. The World Cup is special, and it holds a special place. And as they sit over there or lie over there in their hotel rooms getting ready for this incredibly unique and different World Cup, I hope that they are recognizing not just the responsibility, but the opportunity that is in front of them. They have the opportunity to change not just their life forever, but to change soccer. And we talked earlier in the pod about the platforms that exist. And within those platforms are opportunities. This group of young men that we have followed through this last cycle, they are incredible. They are impressive. They, I think, deserve your time and your respect. And I think if you do give them that time, 
that they will earn ultimately not just the respect, but the pride that you feel in your country through a team. In this case, it is a soccer team. And if and when you get that, it is something special. And I hope that they don't waste it. And the sooner they figure out that they're playing the exact same game that they were playing so many years ago when they were kids, when they were sitting there watching the World Cup on the television, when they were out in their front long juggling the ball or kicking it around with their mom or dad, now they get to walk on the field and they get to play in a World Cup. And that is something that can never, ever be taken away. And you know what? There will be good times. There will be bad times. There will be incredible goals scored. There will be incredible mistakes made. But ultimately, being in a World Cup, it's like nothing else. I talked to you about what I smell and what I feel here in Doha, Qatar. It is something special. This is going to be a special World Cup. I hope that it's special for the fans that are here. I hope that it's special for the people that are watching back home. I hope that it's special for the players here. And I hope that ultimately a player's life or the player's lives are changed by what happens on the field because you will never be the same. Welcome to the World Cup. Welcome to Doha, my friends. Mossy, anything to say before we head out? We were just missing the patent music there. I know. Listen, we'll, we'll put that in in, uh, in post. I, this, is, this is what I live for, Mossy. This, is, this makes me so happy to be at a World Cup and on you know, the cusp of the beginning of a World Cup where everything and anything is possible, my friend. And listen, we are going to continue to give you day in and day out coverage when it comes to what Fox is doing. From a State of the Union perspective, we're going to continue to pump out content. We apologize uh, because, you know, this week was a little bit hectic, and I know we're a little bit late when it comes to your uh, podcast, and I know ritual and routine are very, very important, Mossy, to all of our State of the Union podcast listeners out there. I've already gotten some uh, some some very carefully uh, and, uh, and curtly worded tweets out there as to, well, I went out for my run, and it wasn't in my feed, and we didn't get it. I know. We're figuring it out here. As I said, we got a lot of people working here on a Fox, uh, on our Fox lot here and our Fox compound here that are going to give you plenty of content. So don't worry. We appreciate all the times that you listen, that you download, that you rate, that you review, whether you listen, whether you're watching it on YouTube, whether you're coming to us uh, on the uh, social media platforms out there. Keep it coming because, my friends, there is nothing like a World Cup. And you need to be involved. You need to be in communication. You need to be part of this incredible festival and this incredible uh, party that is going on. All right. We will be back again uh, for our next uh, World Cup. And until then, and as always, size a day.